0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hello, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss how to be happier using cutting edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences. This week, we'll talk about why you might choose a signature scent and reveal a travel-related happiness hack that makes a lot of sense. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I'm very excited to be diving back into the world of signatures. Signature colors, now signature scents. Yes,
0: yes. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, I smell really good right now.
1: (laughs) So before we jump in, we have talked several times to some controversy about the issue of the evil Mm -hmm. donut bringer at work, the person who brings sweets to work. Um, And the question that falls from that, which is, if you want to do something for your office, you want to bring something in that's festive and fun and that will bring people together, but you don't want to be an evil donut bringer, What can you bring in? And we got a great suggestion from a listener.
0: Yes. Allison wrote, One day on a whim, one of my coworkers came back from a quick trip to Toys R Us with some sea monkeys. We all had a blast getting them set up and checking in on them every day. We would jokingly name them and had a great time having an office pet without any of the real work. (laughs) Unfortunately, one day we had an office visitor think their tank was a snow globe and many of them perished on the front desk, but they were fun up until then.
1: So this is a great idea. I mean, we've had lots of good ideas um, and this one was one I had never considered, but I can see there would be so much fun to have an office set of sea monkeys. I thought that was really, really uh, imaginative.
0: Yes, I love that idea. It's like the puzzle, the sea monkeys, Legos, things that don't require you to sit there and resist a good
1: smelling (laughs) item in the kitchen. Exactly. Uh, Now, this week, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home tip was inspired by Sarah, your writing partner and your co-host on the Happier in Hollywood podcast. Her 18 for 2018 list inspired this Try This at Home.
0: Yes, because number one on Sarah's list when I read it was Find a Signature Scent, um, which I think she actually got from another listener. I don't know who, but she said she got it from someone. But I'm like, Signature Scent, of course, that made me think of you, Gretchen, and your love of smell.
1: Yes, I'm obsessed with smell. Ever since I wrote Happier at Home, I've been obsessed in smell. Um, And in fact, on my 18 for 2018 you know, as I discussed in episode 147 when we did our reveal, my list g- includes going back to wearing perfume more regularly and lighting yeah. scented candles because I also am like really into the sense of smell. Um, and Alyssa, this reminds uh, me of the signature color gushing that we've yes. been having.
0: Yeah, it's the next natural step. Like, how did we not think once we did Signature (laughs) Color, which was in episode 71, and we got huge response to it. Yes. And we ended up doing a deep dive about it in episode 75 because there was just so much to discuss. How did we not next... Be like, whoa! Now we should do signature scent. It yeah. seems so
1: obvious. It seems so obvious. It's like you're just you're gonna go through kind of the five senses, the sensorium, and think about well, what really speaks to you? What sort of embodies you? How do you think of putting yourself out in the world? Um, yeah, it's like, and I think pe- smell is super powerful. Like it's very easy to overlook it, but when you pay attention to it, it's such. A rich area for um, memories, for pleasure, for just tapping into the moment and tapping into your environment.
0: Now, Gretz, one common way of having a signature set, obviously, is wearing perfume yeah. for women yeah. um, or cologne for men. And it can be a bit controversial because some people think if you work in an office, you should not wear perfume because it could bother your coworkers.
1: Right. Right. You want to be respectful of other people. But at the same time, like this can be a really pleasurable thing. Um, And there are different kinds of offices. I mean, here I'm in Panoply at the Panoply Studios where we record the podcast. And there is like a giant room with many, many, many people all working close together. But like I don't work with anybody. I could wear, you know, I could wear perfume all the time. And Elizabeth, I mean, a lot of times you're basically working with two other people, right?
0: Yeah, a lot of the time, it's just a handful of us. And so we could certainly all decide, um, as we have, that it's fine to wear perfume. And the thing that I like about the idea of wearing perfume is I know for me, if someone smells good, it really does up my opinion of them.
1: Yeah, it influences you.
0: It does. Just yesterday, my assistant walked by me and I was like, oh, wow, you smell good. By the way, she was wearing black opium, I asked. Mm. Uh, but I'm like, oh, Mary smells so good. It inspires confidence. Right. You know, it makes that person seem very together that they have this wonderful smell.
1: Well, and it is, I think, if you strongly associate a particular smell with a the person, then there's a great pleasure to that. Or if you, um, like, I don't have a signature perfume right now, but as you remember, I'm sure, Elizabeth, mm. in high school and college, my signature perfume was T Rose by Perfumers Workshop. Oh. That is a distinctive perfume. I mean, I yes. bet for many years, many people would be like, "Wow, that is that is Gretchen's perfume because it's
0: absolutely yeah, yeah. You were a T Rose gal, for yeah. a long time, yeah.
1: And it's, it's but it's but it is also an aggressive perfume. I mean, I mean, it's very very. It has a very distinct smell. And so, and some people don't like that, you know, and some people object to that. They don't want, they don't want to have that. But, you know, I don't even think a signature smell has to be a perfume. It could be any strong association of yourself with a scent.
0: Yeah. Like you might be someone who smells like citrus or lavender, or cinnamon or I know some people like to put a little vanilla behind their ears. Well,
1: and I don't even think it has to be a smell that you're wearing. I mean, I think it could just be like, Oh, this is my mm. scent. Like My daughter, Eliza, loves anything citrus smelling, whether it's a perfume Mm. or it's a shampoo or whatever. She just loves that. And so every time I smell anything citrusy, I'm reminded of her because I just have that association. So it could even be like you're like wood smoke is my smell. I love the smell of wood smoke. Mm. And whenever I smell wood smoke, I'm like, oh, that's the smell that speaks to me. That's my, you know, it doesn't have to be one that you're wearing. It could just be one that you identify with or, oh, the smell of a tomato garden. Like, oh, that is the smell that always, you know, that's. That's my smell. Because, again, it's the sense of, like, putting your identity into the world, but it's also finding yourself out in the world. That's one of the things that's exciting about the color is the color is something yeah. you can choose for your exercise clothes, but it's also you see it in the world and you're like, oh, that is my color. And I think the same thing for a smell. It can be something that you wear, you put on, but it can also just be something that you're discovering. Oh, like, oh, I love I love the smell. You know, I, one of the smells that I love is... If it's just started raining and there's that smell Mm. off the sidewalk, I love that smell. I don't know that it's my signature smell, but it's like, but again, it's like another way of tapping into the beauty of smell.
0: Yeah, Gretch. I mean, I like the idea of having a scent that I'm wearing that people could say, oh, that's how Liz smells. But again, if you're somebody who feels like you can't wear a signature scent or you don't want to wear a scent. It's still nice to find a scent that speaks to you that you sort of, you know, whenever you smell it, you're like, "Ah, oh, there's my signature scent.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I think like for you and me, there's great pleasure in putting on scent. We like that, but not everybody does. But you can adapt it to yourself as you like and still tap into this power of smell because smell does have this real power for us. And it is it's a beautiful part of our environment that we can take for granted or overlook or we can find a way to dial into it and really get as much happiness out of it as we can.
0: Yeah, now I have to make a confession on the signature scent front.
1: Mm, what is that?
0: I think of myself as having a signature scent which is um Coco by Chanel mm, perfume. Yeah. But guess what? I stole it from mom. That's really mom's signature (laughs) scent. I like the way mom smelled. So I'm like, mom, what are you wearing? She told me I bought it. Now I wear it. And I'm like, psychologically, there seems to be a problem with me taking my signature scent from my mom. I didn't. shouldn't I have my own signature scent? It's like I just know everything mom does, I yeah. feel like she does right. Yeah. So I'm like, well, whatever mom's signature <laughs> scent is, that's what mine should be.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. No, that's great. Well, I know. So again, this is sort of sort of a know yourself better. What does your signature scent choice say about you? Like maybe it says yeah. that you're totally into nature or you really emulate your mother or yeah. you know, um uh You love florals or whatever. Well, I think this is going to be really fun to see what people do with this. Um, So let us know if you do try this at home. Do you have a signature scent already? Are you going to choose a signature scent? What did you choose? What does it mean for you? Uh, Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is happiercast.com slash 155 for everything related to this episode.
0: Coming up we've got a postcard writing happiness hack but first a break.
1: I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business.
0: LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier.
1: Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash happier. That's storyworth.com slash happier to save $10 on your first purchase. Elizabeth, this week's happiness hack is a very elegant solution for a lot of happiness stumbling blocks. It's a really, really great idea.
0: Yeah. Jenny wrote, I buy a postcard or three on every vacation and then write a note to myself on the back. This hack serves many purposes. One, they are great, widely available, easy to pack, inexpensive souvenirs. Two, the message I write on the back reminds me of special moments and people from the trip. Three, I don't feel pressure to take pictures and this keeps me very much in the moment and present with the people with whom I'm traveling. Four, i am traveling 4 my happiness antenna is up as I'm touring. If I'm in a museum, I'm pondering which artifact or painting is my favorite, and I'll buy that postcard from the museum store. If I'm with a friend or loved one, they often enjoy helping me pick just the right postcard. And five, I buy tins to store them in, and they take very little space at home.
1: See, this is this is just brilliant. First of all, yes. it's the pleasure of buying souvenirs, but there's nothing to pack and nothing to store at home. They're inexpensive. They're fun. They remind you of what you're doing. And like, as she said, it it, it kind of opens your eyes to like, oh, what am I going to pick? She writes the notes. So then she's like, you know, memorializing for herself like, oh, this was the restaurant that where, you know, I spilled chocolate syrup all over my lap or this is where the pigeon landed on the table or whatever. I think this is brilliant.
0: Yes, I love it. And what I also love is you always want to buy postcards, but I never send them because I don't have (laughs) anyone's address. So the idea that I would just, oh, buy a postcard, write a memory on it, and then keep it makes so much sense. And I mean, you could keep 20 years worth of postcards in like one shoebox. I mean, this is a space saving happiness hack.
1: But also there's just postcard is a very appealing thing in the world. And tins are very appealing. I have all these tins. I'm like, I wish I had something to do with these tins because I love tins.
0: Yes. But but,
1: but postcards, you're right. There's just something very appealing about the postcard form. It's sort of like a perfect object. But if you're not sending them through the mail, then you're like, why am I going to buy a postcard? Well, this is a good solution. I think this is fantastic.
0: And it goes without saying that everyone in the family could do this. So you could have your kids do it as well. And then they'd be writing down their memories from the trip.
1: Well, and it's sort of like the one sentence journal in that it's a way to keep memories fresh, but it's manageable because writing on the back yeah. of one postcard feels manageable. Whereas like keeping a travel journal feels insurmountably, uh, exactly. you know, you're like, there's no way I'm going to keep up with that. But if you're like, could I fill out three postcards over the course of a five day trip? Yes, that I can do. And then you have the highlights and just even the writing it down will help you remember Um yeah, so I think it sort of solves a lot of problems in one way. It's a very economical happiness hack.
0: Yeah, so thank you, Jenny. We are going to um, implement this next time we travel.
1: Yes. And now is it is It's time for a before and after story. This is when listeners send us stories of how they've made changes that brought, made them happier, healthier, more productive, more creative. And it's so much fun to read these, and I think we can all learn from each other from hearing what worked for someone else.
0: Yeah, Gretchen. This before and after story came from N. She says, I'm an obliger who has lost over 200 pounds without surgery, and I attribute a large part of my success to implementing your strategies. When people ask what I've done to lose weight, I tell them about your books, videos, etc., so she goes through um, several things, Gretchen, that you suggested that she used, and we can talk about them. The first one is monitoring. She has step tracker, checking off completed exercises, and documenting pounds lost.
1: This is really smart. Research shows that we really are doing much better managing what we monitor and just keeping track of things, like how many steps you've taken and like how many times are you exercising in a week. That's a really good strategy. So that's, yes. that's a great one.
0: And that's why my... My New Year's resolution is weighing myself every day for monitoring.
1: And then also on your treadmill desk to try to go at least three miles. It's like you're not just trying to do it. It's like I'm monitoring. Did I do three miles? Like she said, checking off completed exercise. Yes. You're like, did I hit my three mile? Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, And then she says, foundation, still working on sleep, but much better. Alarm at bedtime, a new trick to have Alexa play a podcast immediately when I wake up that I want to listen to. I recorded my voice telling Alexa to play my favorite daily news podcast as my phone alarm. Well, that was clever.
1: That's that's very advanced. Yeah. So foundation is the idea that if you get enough sleep and you exercise and things like that, it's gonna be easier to stick to your habits. And so and getting enough sleep makes everything easier because you just have so much more energy. So that's great. She's working on that.
0: Who knew Alexa could do that? I, I did not. That.
1: That's very advanced. <laughs>
0: And then she says, scheduling, huge for me. If it's on the calendar, it happens. So every Friday, I schedule my exercise for the next seven days, depending on the week's events for me, both personally, plus family needs and professionally.
1: Yeah, for a lot of people, scheduling is just put it on the calendar and it's just so much more likely to happen. Not true for rebels, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but mostly true for other people because it just eliminates the uncertainty of like, well, when am I going to do this? It's like, oh, I see exactly when I'm scheduled to do this.
0: And she says accountability, and she mentioned she's an obliger, joined a weekly class which alternated between nutrition and behavior modification.
1: So this is the thing. If you're an obliger, and that is the largest tendency for both men and women in the world, external accountability is crucial. That is what you need to meet inner expectations. So that's great that she's built that in. And by the way, if you don't know what we're talking about with obligers and upholders and questioners and rebels, I will post a link in the show notes to my quiz so you can find out what you are. But she says she's an obliger. And that means she needs outer accountability to meet inner expectations.
0: And then she says, abstaining, much easier for me despite when the world feels against this. Because a lot of people think abstaining can lead to binging. But for a lot of us, abstaining is just easier than moderation.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I'm like 100% an abstainer. It's so much easier for me to have none than to have a little bit. And that's not true for everyone. As she says, some people are moderators and they feel like abstaining is... Not a good idea, but for people who truly are abstainers, it's a lot easier to just skip whatever it is, whatever that temptation is.
0: And then she says, convenience, membership at the nearest gym, even though it's meh, (laughs) you and I have discussed. Yes, keep it easy. The closer the gym, the more likely you are to use it. Yeah. Distraction, she says, hot tea, walk or bath to manage hunger.
1: Great ideas
0: loopholes, especially around vacations and holidays. You talk a lot about loopholes. Yes.
1: Rachel. There are 10 categories of loopholes. These are the justifications we use to let ourselves off the hook about keeping our good habits. And she points out two places where there's a lot of loopholes. I'm on vacation. It's a holiday. You know, it's sort of like, is everything off the table? Is, does this not count? Um, work travel yeah all those those things like a lot of loopholes get generated around that so that's great she's been thinking about uh, what loopholes she wants to avoid
0: and then she says she's been using rewards and treats thought out documented and given from sparkling water in a wine glass to a float session it's a float session
1: i don't know that sounds interesting potential treat <laughs> yes, i don't know it I sounds like i like sounds, the name yeah yes sounds inviting
0: anything with float in it sounds good <laughs> Oh, this is one I should use, Gretchen. This is pairing. Book on tape only when exercising.
1: Well, this is kind of like you using the Real Housewives on the treadmill. It's like if you have yes. a, you have an audio book that you're dying to listen to, it's going to make it a lot more fun to, you know, walk the dog or stay on the treadmill or go for a run or whatever. That's great.
0: And she uses something we've talked about, Gretchen, the idea of one which is go on a long straight walk because you have to walk back instead of four smaller loops that will get boring and risk doing less than four.
1: Yes, because if, if you're out and back, you got no choice. If it's like four times mm-hmm. around, it's so easy to say, oh, it's so cold today. I think I should only do three. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: And then finally, she says saturation. Focus on healthy choices from health-related passwords, screensaver, podcasts, sticky notes, etc." So she's really surrounding herself with the idea of wanting to be healthy.
1: Well, that's a great idea. And that's also related to the strategy of other people, which is that we tend to pick up the habits of the people around us or whatever messages we're getting. And so if you if you see it on your password, if you see it on a screensaver, if people are talking about it in a podcast, if it's in a book that you're doing, if you wrote it in a dry erase marker on your bathroom mirror, like all these things are going to help keep this idea uppermost in your mind and like and just remind you of what it is that you're asking of yourself. These are great ideas.
0: Yeah. So thank you and congratulations for losing 200 pounds. That's amazing. What yes. a before and after story. And great to be reminded of all these ways that we can hold ourselves accountable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's when we stick to our healthy habits, it's a lot easier to be happier.
0: Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a happiness to bear it for being a know it all. But first, this break. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you're up this week with a demerit, um, which I'm very intrigued by.
1: So here's the thing: I am such a know-it-all. I know that I'm a know-it-all, <laughs> and I cannot help myself. And like, okay, and I give myself a demerit specifically for this. So we were at dinner. Jamie and I were at dinner with this other couple, and I somehow mentioned that I'm obsessed with the subject of color, and I'm writing this book, My Color Pilgrimage, this little book. And so my friend was like, oh, yes, I'm also super interested in color. And it's like the way you shouldn't paint your kitchen yellow because that leads to conflict. And the color red makes people hungry. And that's why Italian restaurants are always red. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not true. None of that's true. Color doesn't have Mm -hmm. any inherent meaning. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just, that's not right. And I just said it in this really like, take it from me, buddy, I know it all. And then the minute (laughs) it was out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I mean... I just didn't handle it well. I just, I just, I think I, part of it is that I get so immersed in a subject and so convinced of what I think that I yes. can't stay open to the fact that I'm not necessarily right or people could have a different view or just like be more polite for goodness sakes. And it just came out so know it all. Well, what
0: cracks me up about this demerit, Gretsch, when you say you're a know it all, is it reminds me of Mrs. Piggle. <laughs> this sounds like a job for Mrs. Piggle I'm sure she has a know it all cure um you know some magical potion you can take to oh my- cure yourself of the know-it-all problem
1: and that is what i need i need mrs piggwiggle and in fact it's funny that you mentioned mrs Wiggle, because just the other day i had this brilliant idea i think the brilliant idea being a know-it-all um that there should be <laughs> a mrs Wiggle for the office so it's like mrs Wiggle, uh-huh. office manager and you know what would her cures be the office manager mrs piggwiggle
0: Oh, that's hilarious. It'd be like the sends ambiguous emails cure.
1: <laughs> and it doesn't put away the milk cure. Yeah, yeah. The evil donut bringer cure. The leaves the conference room a mess cure. I mean... Oh, that's funny. Oh, my gosh. I re- that's okay. So that's... It. We'll, we'll, Your next
0: project. Or, but
1: we'll do it together. If our next collaboration is Mrs. Piggle Wiggle, office manager. I love it. I love it. Um, so, uh, well, that's a nice way to... Segue away from my know it allness um, So what's your gold star?
0: Well, my gold star, Gretchen, goes to a company called MyIntent.org. Mm. And the reason is, you know, that we have our words for the year. Um, yeah. And this year, my words are control and expand. hmm And someone in our Happier in Hollywood Facebook group told me about this place, myintent.org, where you can order, you know, for a very affordable price, things that have your word on them. Ah. So they have necklaces, bracelets. But I ordered what I think is a great idea, a keychain. Because a keychain is something I will have with me every single day. But it's not like a necklace that I have to, like, put on every day and, and really deal with. It'll just be in my purse and I'll see it every, you know, several times a day probably.
1: This reminds me of N's idea of saturation, of, like, surrounding mm. yourself with reminders of what you're aiming at. And this is another way to saturate. It's a way to, like, periodically get reminded to see that visual cue of, like, control or expand and remind you that that's what you're really aiming for this year. I think That's brilliant.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I've ordered, um, I ordered two keychains so that I could have both my words and oh. I'll consolidate them into <laughs> one keychain. Um, they also, by the way, if anyone's interested, have a kit so that you can make these yourself. Um, mm. These little discs that have your word on them and you can make bracelets like for friends. So it might be just a, a great way to help out friends with, you know, helping follow their words. Um, it's very affordable.
1: And Elizabeth, I mean, back to the whole sea monkeys and what do you do to make, to have something fun happening in the office? This is maybe something that you bring into the office and everybody, we, you could pick an office word and everybody, like you and Sarah both have the word expand. You could pick an, like a team word or everybody could have their own word. But it, again, it would be something that might be a, like a fun activity that everybody would enjoy um, that yes. w- that sort of is um, office minded. It, you, know, you know, it's like, what are we getting out of here? And then and then everybody would see people wearing them and it would just, it would be kind of a fun a team building thing or office morale um, exercise.
0: Yes. So myintent.org, gold star.
1: Yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as always. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Choose your signature scent. Let us know if you tried it and what you picked and how it worked for you.
0: Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin. Also, thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft and Gretchen is at Gretchen Rubin. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And if you like the show, as always, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us however you listen to your podcast. The resources for this week... You can sign up to be a super fan, and I will, from time to time, send my super fans something like a little bonus, or maybe ask a question, um, or preview something before I announce it to the whole world. So sign up. If you are a super fan. you can sign up for the superfans list and uh, get that. Um, and also, if you're reading any of my books in a group, like a book group, a spirituality group, a Bible study group, a work group, anything like that and you'd like a discussion guide, you can just email me at podcast at GretchenRubin.com and I will send that to you. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.